Hello, and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer. And today we're gonna talk about autism and haircuts. And what you may not realize is that for some kids on the spectrum, haircuts can be a terrifying thing to endure. I, there's there's quite a bit of sensory overload. You have this person who's touching you when you may be intolerant of being touched. Uh, they're at your head, around your face. The noise of the scissors or the clippers buzzing can be overwhelming loud. You have to sit still when it's almost impossible for you to sit still and, and so on. And now you may have seen you know, a YouTube clip or a news story about a barber who went above and beyond for a child with autism. Well, we are very fortunate here in Berks County to have a barber who goes above and beyond for all his clients with autism. And I'm very excited to share the story with you. But before I introduce him, I'm going to first introduce you to Samantha Merdeski. Did I get it? I got it. All right. <laughs> the mother of a six-year-old son diagnosed with autism. So hello, Samantha. Hello. All right. So before to get started, tell me a little bit about your son and the challenges that he has had with getting haircuts. Sure. So uh, my son's name is James. He was diagnosed with autism when he was three, and he was nonverbal until he was four. He's currently in kindergarten, and as you said, he's six years old, and he is currently verbal. Um, other things he just loves is running fast and roller coasters and race cars. Uh, he loves to play any type of game like hide and seek, and he loves the outdoors so he can run. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> so any, uh, what kind of challenges has he had with the haircut? Sure. So um, anything in the sensory issue comes into play. The sound of the scissors and the buzzers, the feeling of the buzzers hitting his head, the cape around his neck, hair falling down. Um, he would cry, kick, scream, try to run, shrug his shoulders, try and curl into a ball. Uh, you name it, he's done it. Uh, when there was hair falling down his face and he was crying, it would then get into his mouth. Oh. So that was always challenging, trying to fix that problem. Um, he uh, also had a problem with not knowing the person because sometimes we wouldn't visit the place prior to going. So that could be something too. Yeah. And also visual cues like could trigger him with other kids being in the, the um, salon or studio and the fun little chairs like a helicopter, mm -hmm. um, scissors in the jar in the blue liquid. That was a little visual cue for him too that, oh, guess where we're going? Something you don't want to do today. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on right. with him. So recently, you raved about your experience with your son at Fading Autism, and that's what prompted me to do this podcast about it. So the gentleman who made the haircuts an actual pleasant experience for your son is Frank Antoine, owner of Fading Autism, and he is here to tell us more about his unique barbershop that has helped so many of our autism families. So welcome, Frank. Thank you for being here. Thank you. All right, so what is it specifically that you offer to the autism community at Fading Autism. All right, well, we are a 501c3 as well, mm -hmm. and we offer free haircuts for families with autism and uh, other related conditions. Um, and not only do we offer the haircuts, but uh, a few times during the year, we have events where we like to bring everyone together, um, whether it's a fundraiser or just a fun activity. Um, we're, we're all about just bringing people together and just having a good time. Wonderful. So how did this fading autism, how did this come to be? Okay. Um, I don't want, I'm going down Would memory you, lane a little memory bit. Memory lane. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it all, um, how did it come to be? I remember just growing up. Um, I grew up in Orange, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's a city. 
And uh, my mom, it was tough for her to get a haircut. It was hard for her to find a barber who was willing uh, to work with my my youngest brother. His name is a- Amos. Amos. And diagnosed with autism. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, after seeing that time and time again, I, I figured that's when I initially took the clippers and started cutting his hair, which in, which evolved into my passion into my passion of cutting hair. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so the fading autism. What what does that mean? Because I know fading is a ter- uh, barber term, correct? Yes, but it's I, a I think it means term. more than that. For sure. Well, we'll just start. It has many meanings. Okay. Um, the term fade means to gradually grow faint and disappear. Mm-hmm. But in the barber world, a fade is like a transitioning from hair length. So from going to like bald mm-hmm. to um, a lot of hair weight or long. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it would be fancy and a cool way to, to combine both wor- uh, words into fading autism. At the end of the day, it's removing, taking away, making something better. Mm-hmm. Um, in the barbershop at fading autism, we, we like to use the terms like we're taking away, like reducing the stigma of autism, changing the way people look at autism. So for me, when I'm fading autism, when I'm actually doing a haircut, I would hope that not only for the individual, when they look at themselves, they can see themselves in a, in a bigger and better way, but also for whoever might just be walking by the shop, that's awareness, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, that's what fading autism means. And I feel like for every single person, it, it might mean something different. But to me, it's just changing the way people are viewing autism, fading autism. Yeah. And that's the, when you started explaining it, that's what I thought. You're taking away that s- stigma mm-hmm. from just somebody who's, like you said, just walking by. Mm-hmm. And But again, like uh, taking away hair as well. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I love it. No, I think it's great. <laughs> I thought it was cool. So... Oh, and fun fact. Sorry to cut you off. How about it? Carol. But it's also my initials, too. That's a little fun fact. Oh, fun fact. I did Mm -hmm. not pick up on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Samantha, you have, you listed a whole bunch of things with with your son and trying to get him a haircut, a lot of things that triggered him. What had you tried with getting your son a haircut? Uh, Like, was it different places? Did you yourself? And then what ultimately led you to fading or led you to fading autism? So um, we tried eight different places, and we've gone to each of the places twice just to see I did if, not know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> Wait until you hear the rest of the story. Okay. <laughs> so we tried each place twice just to see if it was maybe an off day for him or maybe the person cutting his hair or whatever the situation might have been. He's, you know, anywhere, a young kid, so we just have to figure it out. So a uh, new environment. So... Uh, I tried to cut my son's hair in the bathroom. My husband tried to do it as well. Neither one of those were successful attempts. (laughs) We just tortured him even more. Um, So, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's okay. So you were trying all this stuff, um, wasn't working. So what what happened to lead you to to Frank? Right. So um, we also tried different things like distraction techniques with TV shows and movies and tablets and food, drinks. Um, you hold a toy and we'll try and do this thing, but nothing really worked because all he ever saw was the buzzer coming at him. Mm-hmm. So um, the worst experience we ever had before Frank was that um, we were at a franchise and James 
um, must have gone through a groat spurt because he was pushing off that chair and I could barely hold on to him. Uh, he was screaming and crying and doing anything possible to get, get away from me to escape. I lost it myself um, and I was crying hysterical. And I'm not talking that cute cry like you've seen in movies. I'm talking ugly crying. The lady was so nice to me and she understood everything. Um, and all I did was pick James up and walk out of there saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because I'm the mom. I'm supposed to protect him from things and not bring him into the lion's den to feel like he's going to be eaten by clippers. Um, that's when I had, well, both of us needed to reassess this whole situation, take a break. And um, then I finally um, heard from a thing I was doing in the library called Moving Groove. It's run by Step by Step. Mm-hmm that um, there was a lady there telling me, I was telling her I had difficulty getting his haircut, and she told me about Frank from Fading Autism, but I had not heard of him, and I'm not from here, I'm from New York, so, well, originally I'm from here now, and so I didn't even know what town they were talking about, so I went home, and I'm a goldfish, so I lost my memory, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was talking to my mother-in-law about it, and she was like, okay, I'll keep my eye out, and she found the article in the Reading Eagle that you so kindly did (laughs) and we read that together and on it i believe it said and here is my website if you want to try us out so i went on the website followed the directions and i got a phone call from frank a little while later saying let's set up an appointment yeah and you know i'm I'm listening to tell your story and you know we've we've all been there in some capacity whether it's been haircuts or another situation and it's it's heartbreaking and you know and and you could see it, Frank. You could see this. I could see the stress on your face just retelling that. And so, Frank, you have you have a parent like Samantha who who reaches out to you, and they have tried everything. And you know, I, I think a lot of times you're you're the last hope. You know. So what what is it that you do to make this experience tolerable and comfortable for your clients? And why is it so important to do things like this? Um, I believe it's important because. You know, at the end of the day, we have to be here for each other. So what might work for someone else might not work for the next person. Right. So when you ask what are some things that we do to make it comfortable, I believe, um, we have, I know Samantha mentioned, you know, she would have some of her distractions, but um, we play music, if that helps. Um, we, we will have maybe James's favorite TV show on. Uh, I believe in the social work world, um, it's called coping skills. So mm-hmm. counting, um, singing, you know, whatever just um, lets the client know that, you know, it's going to be fine and we're gonna, we can play a game. Uh, sometimes we take breaks, but little things like that help make the haircut a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, so you really do your homework for each for and sure. every kid before mm-hmm. they even step through the door. I do a little bit of homework because even on, on the website, we have every family, every parent, guardian, fill out like a survey about Mm -hmm. the client. So I'll ask, you know, what are some favorite hobbies? And that's when I'll know, okay, SpongeBob, and I'll have SpongeBob playing. Um, But yeah, I do a little bit of work. Yeah, I I think uh, your little bit of work goes a really long way. (laughs) And and I think that also lets the family know that he cares, he or she cares, you know. Um, And that's the goal, you know. I want the families to know that there's, there's, we're here for you. Fading Autism is here. So I'm just like I'm all moved here. Mm-hmm. It's it's wonderful. Um, Samantha, before before we wrap up this this first part here, can you tell me specifically what type of measures Frank did to help your son specifically, 
And, you know, what was that like for him? And, and what was that like for you as a mom? You know. The first visit we ever had with Frank um, went pretty well. Don't get me wrong, there was still crying and running and resistance. However, Frank was amazing. Not only did he make us feel comfortable, but he didn't give up on us, make faces, or make us feel unwanted. He really cared. Frank started with the basics, like he was explaining earlier, that um, uh, the counting and the other coping skills. Like with James, he did, okay, you want to count to five? Okay, we'll count to five. Let's brush our hair together. Let's. Um, do you want to wear the cape? His answer was no. So we didn't wear a cape. Uh, listen to the buzzers. Look, they make a funny noise. Feel that. Don't they tickle? Just little things that Frank did made me as a mom feel so much more comfortable with him, but also made James understand he was in control. So Frank went anywhere from standing up to sitting down on the floor, in the chair, out of the chair, with me, without me. Um, again, with the distractions, I had everything from snacks to tablets. Um, he also gave James a buzzer. Um, it basically vibrated in his hand, but it couldn't cut him. Uh, it was like a mock one. Mm-hmm. So, and then Frank had the real one in his hand. So he would do, okay, James, get ready. And he would comb twice and then he would buzz once or twice. And then he would say, good job, buddy. And then we would either try again or we'd have to run around the uh, barbershop again. So it took, it took time, trust me. It, that appointment took an hour for us to get through. And we got a buzz cut and nothing fancy. James was too squirmy, which was fine with me. At least he didn't look like a cartoon character anymore. That's all I cared about. And then at the end of the, that appointment, Frank reassured me that it wasn't the first time he's ever cut a kid's hair who had autism. And, and the more exposure James had to Frank and the environment and the tools that needed to be done for a haircut, that James would be more comfortable with the experience of it getting done. Yeah. I'm just, I keep hearing that you have that communication, you work together and you know, what, what a wonderful thing. And I, I want to talk more about that. So, um, uh, we're going to wrap it up for now, but Frank and Samantha will be back for part two. And I want to thank you both very much for being here to get this conversation started, you know, cause it's something I think a lot of people don't, they don't really realize just how, how tough it is. Um, thank you all for listening. And until next time, this is Autism Society of Berks County, inspiration and impact. For more information, visit us at AutismSocietyOfBerksCounty.org, join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.